dig it so hard, just trying to figure it out, fighting down, trying to believe God, trying to watch the words of my mouth and stay on the ride. Trouble come and go, even on the mountain high or the valley low. Never let your faith go. Oh, never let your faith go. I've been there before, so confused, don't know which way to go. <laughs> Stressed out, world so crazy, miles will stay in the house, fear trying to rise up. Got terrorists disguised, they look like us, but we know who we trust. Just when I say that, we gon' be yeah. Times will come and it's here today. Look at all the hate, senseless crime and murder. Human trafficking, racism, police brutality, bullying, rape, trouble, and stage. Show me your peace and be Let your kingdom come and let your will be done in the earth. Let your glory rise, let your sun shine, let it burn through the dark. Hey, even through the storm and the rain, we will shout. Cause we know after the night, say it, we gon' be alright. Hey, I'll just work together for good. We gon' be alright. Inspired Treasures at Sacred, your premier Christian faith retail destination. Explore a divine collection of Bibles, uplifting literature, and a thoughtfully selected range of Christian-inspired merchandise, including apparel, accessories, and beautifully crafted religious art and decor that beautifully express your faith. Sacred hosts empowering events that uplift your spirit and strengthen your connection with God. From insightful workshops including vision planning nights to heartwarming fellowship at the popular Sacred Beach Bonfire Nights, we're committed to nurturing your spiritual growth. 
Follow us on Instagram at sacred underscore BDA and visit sacredbermuda.com for more information on events and upcoming markets and pop-ups. Sacred, your journey to a deeper connection with God begins here. Hey everybody, good afternoon to you, y'all. It is Wednesday, it's our day, and again, I'm always so happy to see your names pop up on my feed. Look, you can do me a huge favor if you want to help spread this message that Wednesdays are for women. You can go ahead, hit that share button. Let's get this word out to as many people as we possibly can. You just never know what women are going through on your timeline. There are people that you you're friends with, that you're connected with, that I'm not. And this will be the perfect opportunity for us to get connected. Let's inspire somebody today. Let's encourage somebody today by hitting that share button. Again, it's so awesome. Want to give a big, huge shout out to uh, our listeners that are tuning in from around the world through the Fishbowl Radio Network. We thank God for uh, Miss Sammy G, who is the CEO and founder of Fishbowl Radio Network. Network. And so we're just so thankful for her vision. We know that none of this would be possible without her. And so definitely a huge shout out to those tuning in from America, those tuning in uh, from the UK, those that are tuning in from Russia. Uh, the, um, I believe, let me see, I think um, uh, North Korea was on the list. There's so many nations. And so we're just so thankful for each and every single one of you. Iran was on the list. And so uh, we just wish you a wonderful good afternoon, at least this afternoon here. I'm not sure what time it is there. For some places, it might be evening. For some places, it might be morning. And so whatever day it is, whatever time it is, uh, we love you so much and we're so thankful for you. And uh, if you've hit that share button, go ahead and let me know. Let's get these numbers up for sure. Um, of course, our February sponsor is Sacred Faith Inspired Gifts. And we're so thankful for uh, her. And that her is, of course, Sister Erin Weller. So thankful for her. You guys, we went to her vision board, vision board party night. Oh my gosh, this past Saturday, it was absolutely phenomenal. If you look right behind me, there goes my vision board. Let me see if I can point in the right direction. There goes my vision. Well, I think every time that I put a thumbs up, this thing does a th It does. That's that's so incredible technology, I tell you. But if you look right behind me, you see uh, my vision board that I did up for 2024 and beyond. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. The turnout was uh, very uh, amazing for those that were able to come out and make it. And so um, I'm telling you, vision boards, uh, they are not a waste of time, you guys. When you write the vision and make it plain, uh, you'll be able to read over it. Because as we know, when it comes to vision, uh, a lot of times you have to remind yourself of what God has told you to do. Because you know that there are days where you will not feel like doing it. Come on, can we be real? Hey, Reverend Latif is tuned in. Can we be real? There are some days where you're not going to feel like doing the vision. You're not going to feel like reading the vision. But when you make it plain before you on the days where you don't feel like going over it, you'll see it. And something happens when you begin to look at something, when you gaze on something, it gives you strength. 
Um, they say that you have to be very careful of what you allow in your ear gates, what you allow in your eye gates, because these things are the windows to your soul. Whatever you listen to the most, you will begin to start speaking and thinking like whatever you look at the most, that's the thing that has your attention. It has your focus. And if it has your attention, if it has your focus, it's going to be very difficult for you to focus on anything uh, that God is, is telling you to look to, to, to look at and to gaze upon. Uh, it, it, it's going to be very uh, difficult for you to keep your focus and keep your attention upon him. How do we know this? Well, you remember when uh, the storm had broke out while they were at sea? This is for somebody. A huge, massive storm had broke out while they were at sea. Now, keep in mind, Jesus was the one that told them to get in the boat so that they could get to the other side. It was at his command. And this is what often happens with the Lord. And I'm telling you that this is a message for those that are mature in Christ. But a lot of times that a lot of times when you are living listening to the Lord's commands, he will, he will tell you to do stuff that will not make any sense. He will tell you to do stuff and what he told you to do is what will lead to the fight because you have to understand that on, uh, after every fight, there is always spoils that are waiting for you. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But Jesus, he gave them the command. He said, get in the boat. And the purpose for getting in the boat is so that we can get to the other side. Now, what oftentimes a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to that particular scripture is that they were not fighting winds. They were not fighting waves only. It was something spiritual that was happening behind the scenes that we like to refer to as marine spirits. What they did not know is on the other side of that storm, on the other side of that water, there were some, some scripture, some uh, Matthew says that it was two men that were demon possessed. And I believe Mark says that it was one man that, would de that was demon possessed. We know that the uh, apostles, um, the way that they would, uh, the way that they would uh, write down the scripture is they would write what they saw, and so somebody saw one man, somebody saw two. Who at this moment it doesn't even matter, but that's what they were fighting. These two men, they were demon possessed, highly possessed, and so this particular demon that had a hold of them, it did not want to let them go, and so what did it do? It sent this storm ahead of them to stop them and cause them to turn around and go back or it sent, the, it sent it to them so that it could really kill them. That's what it really wanted. Let me stop right here and let somebody know that it's going through a storm right now. Look, it's been sent to take you out. It's been sent to break your mind. It's been sent to destroy your marriage. It's been sent to destroy your ministry. But I'm telling you right now that God has already provided a way of escape and you're going to come up out of this storm because the Lord was the one that told you to get in the boat. Come on, God didn't ask you to do what it is that he's asking you to do so that he could kill you. No, God asked you to do it because there is something that is waiting on the other side of this storm that is going to propel you in this season. You need this victory. I know right 
right now. It might seem like it's a waste of time right now. You might be asking yourself, Lord, what did you get me into? Why did you ask me to do this? God, if you wouldn't have never told me to do this, I would never be in it. And here's the thing. You're absolutely right. But what happened on the other side of this storm is what Jesus was trying to get to. The Bible says that the people, they heard about what was happening and the, what they heard about what had taken place when they had gotten to the other side. And this is what they said to him. They went back to Jesus and they said, get out of our region. Come on. Some of you, there is getting ready to be a big reveal that is getting ready to take place in your life because you're getting ready to see that where you are right now is not the end of you. You're getting ready to see that where you are right now is not the place that you need to remain for the remainder of your life. As a matter of fact, I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you are getting ready to realize that the environment that you have been pouring out in is a toxic environment. And that environment is wanting to kill your vision. It's wanting to kill you. And so Jesus, he went and he, he cast this devil up out of these men. And when he got to the other side, when he finished all of that, okay, let me backtrack for a moment. The Bible says that when they finally overcame the storm, when they finally Finally overcame the storm. They got to the other side and the Bible says that these men, they begged Jesus. They said, look, um, don't kill us. Cast us into the pigs. The Bible says that Jesus did that. The pigs, they dove right back into the water. Why did they dive right back into the water? Because the spirit that was attached to those, to those pigs, it came from the water. Come on, some of you are fighting uh, warfare right now and you don't know how to fight it because you are not really you are not really a, a course in this level of warfare you've only been taught basic warfare but you really have not been taught this level of war, warfare and so you are interceding on a level that is below what you are fighting you are praying amiss but today God is opening up your eyes God is shifting your perspective and he is causing you to see that what you are fighting up against is not what you is not what you think what you are fighting up against it is bigger but if you target it right you can shift this thing if you target this thing right you can send it back from whence it came and so I was talking about all of that because we were discussing Peter you know a lot of times like I mentioned a moment ago God he will tell you to do certain things in your life uh, and these and the moment that you do it, it seems like all hell is breaking loose. But really, God is trying to reveal something to you. Come on. For some of you, you are realizing that you are realizing that your intuition is right. There is somebody that is on your job. There is somebody that is in your life that is out to destroy you. And they have been targeted or you have been targeted by them 
because the enemy sent them in your direction. But what happens a lot of times is we become very naive because we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. We want to say, oh, that's just their personality. No, they're not really like that. No, let me tell you something. This person has a demon and what this demon's job is or what this devil's assignment is, is to knock you off course. This enemy's assignment is to knock the wind out of you and to get you to stop. This enemy's assignment is to take the strength from you. This enemy's assignment is to cause you to look in another direction and not look its way and focus on something that you're not supposed to be focusing on so that you can lose strength. But I declare in the name of Jesus that God is causing strength to come back into you. And so here Peter is Peter, along with the rest of the disciples, they are on this boat that God put them on. They don't know what's on the other side. All they know is God told us to get in the boat. And the Bible says that all of this was happening while Jesus was sleeping. We know the story. The Bible says that they woke up, they woke Jesus up and they told him, hey, we're about to perish. I need for you to do something or else this boat is going to go under with these waves. The Bible says that, uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm quoting a whole different scripture. On this particular scripture, the Bible says that uh, the, the disciples, they begin to panic, they begin to become afraid, and then they saw Jesus coming toward them on the, on the water. And the Bible says that when they saw him, they thought that he was a whole entire spirit. And the Bible's a whole entire ghost. And the Bible says that Peter was the only one that said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come unto to you and the Bible says that he stepped up out of the boat but the reason why he began to drown he began to sink is because he began to focus all on the wrong stuff and I'm telling you these two stories go together today because for some of you you're focusing on the wrong thing come on you're you're a bit shallow on this you're trying to accomplish something great but your perspective is a little shallow your perspective is too low. I need for you to come up a little higher. I need for you to come up a notch. I need for you to ask yourself, why is it that every time that you get in the water, why is it that you take a leap of faith? Why is it that all hell breaks loose? Let me tell you something. That is not coincidental. That is happening because in your region, the enemy has set a standard or he has set a limit that he wants everyone to go by. And when you make the decision that you're not going to live according to that standard or according to those limitations, he tries to shake you. He tries to throw things your way. He tries to throw, he tries to throw barriers your way to stop you. But this is where you have to remember the word of the Lord. Now with the other story, when Jesus was on the boat, they knew that the entire assignment, they knew 
that they had to get to the other side. And so the Bible says that Jesus, he spoke to the wind, he spoke to the very elements, and he commanded it to be still. Let me tell you something. When God has given you a word, it does not matter what tries to come along your way and shake you. It does not matter what tries to come along your way and stop you. When you've got a word on it, let me tell you, you can ride that word out all the way to the end. It does not matter what's happening around you. It does not matter what type of what type of resistance is taking place in your life. When you've got a word on it, the word will always override the resistance. Come on, that's a word. Somebody needs to put that into the comment section. The word of the Lord will always override the resistance. And that's exactly what happened to the disciples. The Bible says that they came to the other side. They finally came to the other side and they met up with what had been fighting them all along. Come on, can I prophesy to about five of you on today and let you know that you're getting ready to meet up with the thing that's been causing you problems all this time. But it is not for it to finally take you out. When you meet up with this thing, it is not what the enemy is saying. It, it, what's not, what's not going to happen is not what the enemy is saying. up with this thing. Hallelujah. Hold on one second. Hallelujah. When you meet up with this thing, let me tell you what's going to happen. You are going to take this thing yourself. Why is it? How come I'm the one? How come I'm the one that meets up with this thing? How come it? How? Why come it? Why come? I'm getting real country. How come it wasn't my 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 uh my parents that met up with this thing? How come it wasn't a sibling? How come it wasn't a friend? Why is it me? Uh, you know, we all came up in the same church. How come God couldn't use one of my friends to meet up with this thing? Why did it have to be me? Well, let me just break it down to you and let you know exactly why it had to be you because you David are the one that carries the oil the Bible says that when David was in the back tending to the sheep his brothers was with Saul getting ready to fight Goliath but the Bible says that all of them including the children of Israel they were just standing there taking Saul's taunting words the Bible says that Saul was just not Saul uh, Goliath the Bible says that Goliath had been taunting them for quite some time. And here David's four brothers are standing there just taking it. Come on, let me tell you something. God does not, God, what, what does not qualify you what does not qualify you is your height. Your strength is not what qualifies you. Your height is not what qualifies you. The fact that you go to the, to the gym and you can deadlift 150 pounds, baby, you can do that all day, but that's not what qualifies you. The Bible says that when Samuel came looking for the next king, when he came to Jesse's house, the Bible says that David's brothers, they were strong and they were strapping, but yet they were not the ones to carry on the kingship. What qualifies you to be able to take on this giant, to be able to come face to face with this devil that Jesus has set you up to come face to face with is the oil.
You can spend all of your time in gym. You know, I love going to the gym. I think that going to the gym or working out should be a part of every believer's every believer's uh, schedule. I think that this is something that you should do every week. Why? Because you're going to need strength in order to fulfill vision. You cannot be sick and out of shape and think that you're going to fulfill vision. It's just, it's not going to happen. It's unrealistic. And so the Bible says, the Bible says that David's brothers, oh, I was talking about the gym. And so I love going to the gym, but let me tell you something. When you put all of your faith and all of your trust in the physical weights that you lift at the gym, let me tell you something. You are bound to come before some type of spiritual giant and fail because you thought that you were going to take them out with the punch. No, man. Maybe that ain't how you can't cuss a giant out and think that he's going to fall. You can't punch a giant in your own strength and think that he's going to fall. Come on. The reason why David was able to take him out with a slingshot and a stone. And I want you to understand something. David was ready to take out Goliath and his brothers. He did not gather five smooth stones because he felt, okay, if I missed the first time, I got four more that I can reach in my pocket and get. No, David knew that I'm going to take out Goliath and I'm going to take out the rest of his siblings if they try to come at me. And so the reason why David was successful in doing that is because David had the oil. Come on, I want to stress this again. You can spend all your time getting fit, lifting weight. Come on, you can spend all of your time learning how to max out different weights week by week. But if you are not spending time, spending time nurturing and strengthening your inner man, nurturing and strengthening your spirit, let me tell you something. You're about to come to the other side and you're getting ready to see the thing that has been messing with you, that has been messing with your family, that has been messing with your nation. For some of you that has been coming up against your generation, you're getting ready to come face to face with that thing. And if you have not spent time, if you have not spent time di disciplining yourself, disciplining your spirit, then let me tell you something. This thing is going to come before you in the same way that it taunted David, the same way that it taunted, not David, but David's brothers and Saul is the same way that it's going to taunt you. But I stopped by here to tell somebody today that the days of taunting are over. I feel like God has made you ready. The Bible says that Esther was not the only woman that was being considered for the queenship. But the Bible does say that there was a man in the king's courts that took a liking to Esther because the favor of the Lord was upon her because she was the one that God had anointed to get the job done. But the Bible says that before she could go 
into the office of the queen, the Bible says that she had to soak in oil for 12 months. Come on, some of you have been soaking in oil. You've been soaking in oil for years. And the reason why God had you doing, the reason why God had you doing it, the reason why God took you that route is because when he finally calls your name, you're going to be ready. Come on, it's not just beauty that's going to cause you to break this generational curse. It's not just your looks. It's not just the way that you talk and your expertise. It's not just your, it's not just your knowledge that is going to break this generational curse. Come on, but it's the oil on your life. Come on, the Bible says that she soaked in oil for 12 months. And when she came before the king, not only was she smelling good, but the Bible says that he saw something about her that he did not see about anybody else. And she was chosen. Come on, some of you better get ready because your name is getting ready to be called. You have been chosen for such a time as this, but I need for you to continue to prepare. Come on, don't you walk up out of this preparation period thinking that you got it, thinking that because you have the intellect and because you have the education and because you have the, uh, the looks that it's going to qualify you for the position. Come on, going back to David's brothers again, Jesse thought that the position was based upon the looks, but it was not the looks that got that got David into it was not the looks that got David into office it was the oil that said he's the one this oil belongs to him I don't know if you guys have ever watched the movie Dr. Strange but there's a part in the first movie where Dr. Strange is learning about other realms and in the movie he enters into this building and in this building it just so happened to have a caged cloak that was caged up in this glass cage and when he got in front of the cloak the cloak it was as if the cloak had its own eyes its own personality when the cloak recognized who he was the cloak broke out of the cage and the cloak and the cloak oh my god the cloak rested on dr strange come on some of you better get ready because there is a new cloak that is looking for you that is getting ready to rest on you a cloak of business come on there is a cloak uh, of elevation of promotion that is getting ready to rest on you in this season the bible says that the king he looked at esther and he said you're the one you're the one i'm calling you the bible says that when she oh my god when she came into power she didn't really realize why she had been chosen until she came into power come on let me let me talk to somebody for a moment and just say really briefly to somebody that when you get ready to come into this position i need for you to understand that you are coming into this moment for a reason it is not a coincidence it is not for you just to look cute and wear red bottoms and wear the latest fashion. This is what the Bible says. Remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the power to get wealth so that he may establish his 
covenant in the earth. Come on. In other words, he's not putting this level of wealth in your hands just so that you can spend, just so that you can spend money and you can have the latest fashion and the latest car and so that you can have the biggest house on the block. Come on. Although though, there's nothing wrong with those things, but if that's all you think that this cloak is for, then baby, you got it wrong. I need for you to understand that God is wanting to establish something through your life. Come on, with David, God wanted to establish righteousness through him. And the Bible says that David established so much righteousness in Israel that God made a covenant with David. And he said, as long as, long as I say, your sons will always sit on the throne. Come on, God wants to break some things through your life. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Let me get some water. It's not a coincidence because if it was a coincidence, and if it was based on looks and if it was based on knowledge, one of David's brothers would have got it. But that wasn't what it was based on. God God chose him. God chose him because there was a lineage that God wanted to birth through him. What does God want to birth through you? Come on, some of you need to start. You need to start making yourself ready. You need to start posturing yourself and getting ready because what God wants to do through you is something major. But it goes back to what I was saying when I first started. Oftentimes, when God tells you to step out and to do something big, it is leading to something. It's, oh, my God. The Bible says that the moment that David stepped into office, y'all, the moment that David stepped into the kingship, the Bible says that the Philistines heard about it and they planned an attack. Got gas. Oh, Lord. The moment that the Philistines heard about it, they planned an attack. And the Bible says that David, he heard about what they were planning to do and immediately he got into position. Come on, let me tell you something. Where God is getting ready to take you, the places that God is getting ready to elevate you to, I need for you to remain alert. You cannot get caught up in the fact that you've been elevated. You can't get caught up in the excitement of the fact that the promotion, you got the promotion out of all the candidates that came to you. When Joseph was called on by Pharaoh, he did not have time to get emotional because according to scripture, according to history, we know that you never become, you never come before a Pharaoh or come before a king unless you have been summoned. If you just showed up before a king or before a pharaoh, it could cost you your life. And so Joseph did not have any time to become emotional. He didn't have any time to become excited. Come on, some of you are a little too excited because I hear the Lord say that you've gotten information that you are being considered for the position. I need for you to begin to start
start asking yourself, why are they considering you? What is it that you have on your life that the person over this company wants? Why are they calling your name? Because I'm telling you right now, they're not calling your name because you're pretty. They're not calling your name because your hair looks good, because your nails look good. They are calling your name because it is something that you have on your life that brings order. It is something that you have on your life that attracts wealth. It is something that you have on your life that causes everything to make sense. You bring peace to the people around you. And that's the reason why they're calling on you. And so you need, while you are preparing for the queenship, Esther, while you are preparing for the kingship, David, you need to ask yourself, what is it that I have in me that God, that God is saying that God is calling on? What is it that's what it is? What is it about my life that God is saying? I need, I need for you to be on the scene now. You're ready now. God, what is it? Let me seek you for it, Father, so that I can be prepared for it. So that when the time comes and you ask me for when you and you ask me to do it, oh, oh because he's getting ready to ask you to do it, getting ready to ask you to do something. When the time comes and you get ready to ask me to do it, Lord, I won't, I won't run away from it. I won't be shocked at, and get scared and run away. When Joseph was called on, he did not have time to fear. He did not have time to get emotional. No, the Bible says that he went and he began to shave. And the Bible says that when he came before Pharaoh, he had to listen. Come on, some of your emotions are going to cause you to miss the assignment. Because when you are emotional, it's hard for you to focus. It's hard for you to concentrate. And if you're anything like me, if my emotions get the best of me, it can cause great anxiety. Come on, I need for you. I need for you to go on a fast. I need for you to begin to start seeking the Lord and saying, okay, God, why is it that you are calling on me in this season? What is it about my life, Father, that you need for the people on my job to see? What is it about my life, God, that you need for the people in my nation to hear? Let me prepare. And here's the thing. God won't give you everything. He'll give it to you in part because the Bible says that we prophesy in part. And so he'll give it to you piece by piece, but he'll give you enough information for you to be ready. And so the Bible says that Joseph, he came before Pharaoh. He was not emotional. He was focused enough to hear what Pharaoh needed. Come on, you need more evidence. The Bible says that Daniel and them, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had already been taken captive by Babylonians. And the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar, along with other men, they chose them to be a part of the king's court. But the Bible says that the favor of the Lord was upon Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. They did not have time to get emotional because here was, here was, uh, here's the way that it went. When Pharaoh wanted something, not Pharaoh, when, Neb when the king wanted something, you had to give it to him. How do you know that, Pastor Chanel? Well, when he first, when he had his first dream, the Bible says that nobody could interpret it. And 
he went to some of the best men and they did not have an interpretation. And so Nebuchadnezzar's crazy tale was like, I'm going to kill everybody. And Daniel was like, wait a minute. What is it that he needs? And somebody said he needs a dream to be interpreted. And Daniel was like, all right, that's my gift. If you let me go before him, I can interpret his dream. Come on. He did not have time to get emotional. He did not have time to be like, oh my God, nobody else knew the interpretation, but that's my gift. I can do it. Oh my God, they're calling on me. No, 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 no. He, he needed, he needed to get his, his emotions together because if he would not have, if he would not been, have been able to step up to the forefront, he would have caused a bunch of innocent people to die. And so Daniel said, all right, he, all he's got to do is, is tell me the dream. Give me some time and I can interpret it. And the Bible says that Daniel, he not only interpreted one dream, but he interpreted interpreted too. Come on. The Bible says that even when it came to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the Bible says that when their moment came, the reason why the favor of God was on their life, it was not so that people could look at them and compliment them and say, oh, so much favor is on you. No, they were going to be the leading cause of Nebuchadnezzar's eyes coming open and him seeing that there is a a God that answers, oh my, there is a God that will show up in the fire and that will walk with us and that will make sure that none of these elements touches us. The Bible says that he opened up the furnace and when he looked in, he said to his men, he said, I see, I see four men walking around and one of them looks like the son of God. Come on, because of that encounter, Nebuchadnezzar his eyes came open and he realized that there was more than just the God that he, the deity that he had been serving he realized that there is a God that not only speaks from the sapphire seals of heaven, but this God will also come down and get involved in our situation and break us up out of places that man has set us into so that we can die. Come on, that same God broke Daniel out of a lion's den. That same God broke the three Hebrew boys up out of a fiery furnace. Come on, you got to begin to ask yourself, why is the favor of the Lord on your life? Why are you the one that's being considered? Because baby, let me tell you again, it is not because of your knowledge only. It is not because of your credentials. So what if you got a doctor before your name? So what if you have alphabets going all behind your name? Nobody cares. In this generation, we want to know, do you have power? Come on, that unsaved boss, when they are being diagnosed with cancer and they're being told they only have one month to live when they call on you to come into their office and pray for them. They want to know, do you have this power that you say that your God has given you? You're up here quoting scriptures telling everybody, well, God has given us all power over the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm us. You're up here telling people that God has put healing in your hands. Well, God's about to put you to the test, but I need for you to get your emotions up out of the way because the only reason why God is calling on you is so that you can make him famous. Oh, I'm telling for some of you, your
You're getting ready to come to the other side. You're getting ready to see what's been fighting you all alone. For some of you, you're getting ready to see the bigger picture. You're getting ready to see that the oil is upon your life. And you better not make no apologies. Come on, I feel like getting real country on today. You better not make no apologies for people that will say that I've been here longer than you have. Well, I applied for the position before you had. Yeah, you might have done that, baby, but the favor of God, it ain't on you. It's on me. And I'm telling you right now, when the favor of God comes and hits your life, you better know that it is for a reason, Joseph. You better know that it's for a reason, Esther. You better know that it's for a reason, Daniel. You better know that it's for a reason, David. The oil of the Lord is upon you. You better know that it's for a reason, Ruth. The oil of the Lord is upon your life. God wants to birth something through you that's going to break that's going to break systems, that's going to break curses. God wants to birth something through you that's going to shift a nation. Some of you Bermudian women that's listening on today. God wants to birth something through you that is going to shift and shape an entire culture to turn back to the Lord. Come on, God wants to birth something through you that is going to cause the fear of the Lord to return to his church again. God, I declare in the name of Jesus that our eyes are coming open and we are beginning to realize, Father, why you have called us to the kingdom at such a time as this. I declare in the name of Jesus as we prepare to become the queen, as we prepare God for the kingship, as we prepare Father to sit in the king's courts, I declare in the name of Jesus that we would be postured in a way to be used by you because one thing that we understand Father that you have called us for such a time as this, you have not called us here Father to be cute, you have not called us here Father to rub, to rub our position Father God in our family's face. Oh God, I thank you, Father, that you are causing us to put on the humility of Joseph, even though it hurt to get here, even though we had to be broken to get here. God, I thank you, Father, that while we're here, we'll recognize, Father, that you have caused us, you have called us to be a governor and to save a nation. God, I thank you, Father God, that our nation will not go under because we are coming into place. God, I thank you, Father, that our ministry will not go under because we are coming into place. I declare that our job will not go under because we are coming into place. And so, Father, we posture ourselves at your feet. Father, we position our heart, Father, at your feet. Father, whatever it is, Father, that you want to do with it, we give it to you, Father, because we understand that our life is not our own. It does not belong to us. We do not call the shots. We do not call the shots for our life, Father. We do not determine, Father, what our life is going to look like and how it's going to play out. And so, Father, if you're wanting us to get up and move, Father, we will move. Father, if you're wanting us to apply for the position, Father, we'll begin to start blowing the dust off of our resume today. And we will begin to apply for it. God, if you want us to go after the business, Father, we will begin to start preparing for it now, God, whatever it is that you have assigned for us to do in this season, our answer is yes, Father, we will do it. We will no longer run from this. 
because we recognize, Father God, that whatever it is, Father, that is in front of us, Father, whatever it is that has been blocking our people for long enough, whatever it is, Father, that you are causing, that you are wanting us, Father, to destroy, it is right smack dab in front of us. And so, God, we become like David today and we pick up our slingshot, we pick up our stones and we go into this enemy's face and we declare, how dare you defy the armies of the Lord? We declare to this devil that you we might see you today, but after this slingshot hits your face, after this stone hits your head, the enemy that you see today, you will see no more forever. I announce this over your family. I announce this over your life. The enemy that you see today, the enemy that you've been seeing for years, the enemy of cancer, the enemy of depression, the enemy of suicidal thoughts that you've been seeing running. The enemy of bipolarism, the enemy of schizophrenia, the enemy that you've been seeing go through your, the enemy of murder, the enemy of alcohol addiction, the enemy of drug addiction that you've been seeing following your family free, flowing your family for years, I declare that you are the one that's going to put a stop to it. I declare that you're the one that's going to cast it down. I declare that you're the one that's going to walk over it, cut off its head. I declare that you are the one that is going to behead this enemy, the enemy that you see today, you will see no more forever. I declare that it's done. It finishes with you. I declare that it will not pass down to your children. I declare that it will not pass down to your grandchildren. I declare that it will no longer run in your family. It will no longer run in your life. God is setting you free on today. And so I call you into position. I call you into your rightful place. I declare that this is the day that you're going to stand flat foot in the place that God has anointed for you to stand in. In the name of Jesus, my God, I feel prayer. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that you will not back down. I declare that he's not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. In the name of Jesus. Come on, if you were blessed on today, let me see some hearts and likes. Come on, you're about to get to the other side. And you're going to discover the whole reason why God put you in the boat. You're about to defeat a thing. In Jesus' name, this thing's about to be revealed to you. <clears throat> in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I love you guys so very much. And I thank you for tuning in. Remember, we're on here every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Remember, Wednesdays are for women. Woo! Love you guys.